This is Tim Bryan, pastor of Lifeway Apostolic Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. My prayer is that this message will inspire, build your faith, and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Enjoy this message. This is the way I feel right now. Matthew chapter number three, John the John the Baptist, he began to preach a message of repentance. He was the messenger or the forerunner. And he says something very profound, and I believe verse number 11. He says, there's going to be one that comes after me. I'm not worthy to even unlatch his shoes. In other words, he's saying I'm not even worthy to unleash the authority of where he's going to walk. He's going to intercede in things that I cannot intercede. Those feet are going to go places and declare places that I have never even thought that I, I, I can't even go. My message, I cannot carry his message. So I'm not, even, uh, I'm not even worthy to unlatch his shoes. You can be seated. I feel the Holy Ghost. I, I don't feel like I'm going to be very long, but I want you to be prayerful right now. Bible teaches us that intercession is necessary in our life. Somebody say amen. Intercession is important in our life. First Timothy, I think Brother Runyon read it at the beginning of service here today. But in First Timothy chapter number 1. If you want to turn there with me, 1 Timothy chapter number 1. Let me look at this verse of scripture with you. 1 Timothy chapter number 1. I feel the Holy Ghost here today. Very seldom do I tremble, tremble when I feel the presence of God and I feel a trembling in my spirit right now. And excuse me, chapter number two, first Timothy. It says, I exhort therefore that first of all, everybody say, first of all, supplications and prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all. Men. Everybody say, for all men. Help me, Jesus. God is praying for you. 
I said, God's praying for you. He wants to intercede for you. He wants to speak on your behalf. I don't want to, this is not, but I need to say this to get to where I need to go in this message here today. But God wants to stop judgment on your life. I said God wants to stop judgment on your life. Because this world is coming down heavy with a gavel of authority speaking things into your life whom you are not. And Jesus wants to give you peace that passes all understanding. In other words, take that gavel out of the devil's hand and take that gavel off this earth's hand and substitute it with a hand of mercy, with a hand of grace. Webster's Dictionary says that to intercede is to try to help settle an argument or disagreement between two or more people or groups. It goes on to say to speak to someone in order to defend or help another person. One uh, dictionary says, and I believe it's, it goes on in Webster's, that one dictionary says that to intercede is actually to submit land to another. In other words, it says there is some land and or property, if you will, and I am going to cede that to you or submit that to you and allow the ruling or governing body to intercede to submit that land to you, to parcel that over to you. The subject of intercession in the Word of God it applies to many situations, but in the instance that I want to bring to your attention today is the subject of transfer of property, specifically land. The Bible says in Matthew chapter number 6, and I've preached it many times before, but Matthew chapter number 6 is the Lord's Prayer, or God's Prayer as example unto, the, unto us. It says, give us this day our daily bread. It goes on to say, not my, or it goes to say, goes to say, not my will, but thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. That teaches me that I am a earthen vessel. I am a man made of clay of this earth. I am a man that is made from the dust of the ground just like you and I. I am made a mortal man just like you. And I'm here to tell you today, God has robed us in this flesh. God has made us in this flesh. God has made us in the Im- in His image in Genesis. It says that, that I may return back to Him what was rightfully His. In other words, that God wants to intercede for your land. I said God wants to intercede for the land that you're living with right now. Lord wants to intercede on your behalf. I exhort, therefore, that first all supplications, prayers, and intercession and giving of thanks be made for all men. 
when I did some understanding or I did some checking on the land prospect of a land changing hands, there were certain things in the Jewish custom that would take place. There was a, if you were going to reserve or to sell land or take on somebody else's land, there would be two men that would stand on that land. And I talked to my dad about this, so I did some research on it, dad. And, I, and two men would stand there on that land and one man would take off his shoe. And surrender that land to the other man as a sign of commitment, of a sign of somebody that is willing to submit their land. In other words, he says, I cannot walk here anymore without being submitted to you. Now I got to put my shoe back on. I should have had you young men come up here and me take your shoe off. In other words, the Jewish custom was, even in the covenant of marriage, you look at it in Ruth and Boaz, in the book of Ezra, there was an emblance where, where Ruth was going to be taken in by Boaz, and there was an exchange of a shoe, of saying, now I no longer submit to what was, now I submit to you. I have given myself to you. I give my servanthood to you. I give my life. I give my belongings. Everything that I am now belongs to you. Simply says that I have no more authority to walk on this land with my shoes on. You find in Jewish custom also that when you would walk into someone's house, they would, uh, they would uh, take your shoes off and they would wash your feet as a sign of submission, as a sign that simply says, this is not my home. I'm just passing through. But they would wash their feet and let them feel at home in their, when it was not even their home. They would submit their shoes when they walk in to the house by saying, this is not my place. I submit that this is your house and this is your place of rest. So I'm going to submit how I walk in your place. We find in the Moses was submitting himself to the burning bush. The Bible says, the Lord said, take off your shoes because you are on holy ground. In other words, you got to take off your shoes because you have to submit to the authority that you're walking on. You got to submit to what God was wanting to do in that place. So we go to Matthew chapter number three. John the Baptist was preaching the message of repentance. He was preaching the message of, of, of salvation that was about to come. And when he comes to the statement, in Matthew chapter number 3, let's look at it. Verse number 11, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not even worthy to unloose, let alone take them off. Let alone allow Myself, to I don't have the authority to unloose his power. I don't have the authority to even unloose what he's about to do. I don't have the authority to understand what is about to happen. But I'm here to tell you, he's one that is greater than I. 
I may not understand where his feet are going to go, but I know he is greater than he. He is greater than whatever I can preach. I'm not worthy to speak about his mighty hand. I'm not worthy to speak about his goodness and his mercy, but I know he has all power and authority, and wherever he goes, I want to go. Because I can only baptize you and preach to you to a point. To a point. But when Jesus comes. I said when Jesus comes. I said when Jesus comes. John the Baptist had a revelation. I don't have the power or the authority. But there is one greater than I. He said I submit my land to you. I submit my life to your authority. We're going to pray right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's pray. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Lord, I'm not worthy to carry your message to these great people here today. But I submit to your power. I submit to your authority. I submit to your word. You may be seated. He says, I'm not even worthy. Ah, he's coming into my house. He's coming into my place. He's coming in and, and stepping onto this land. And I'm not worthy even to take off his shoes. Bible says that God robed himself in flesh and dwelt among us. And what John the Baptist came out of that wilderness preaching looking like a crazy man because he got a revelation. He didn't care what he looked like. He didn't care about what his diet was. He didn't care anything other than Jesus Christ is about to walk on the scene and his authority is going to start walking in places that I don't understand. He says, I'm not even worthy to bear and unlatch his shoes. I'm not worthy to untie those shoelaces. I, I don't even want to touch his shoes. I don't want even to touch it because I don't want to defile something that is so powerful. He said, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. That's why I can't touch that authority. That's why I can't touch that kind of foot. That's why I can't go that place. Why? Because there is nothing that I can do. But it's all being done by the hand and the feet of Jesus Christ. He says in verse number 12, whose fan is in his hand. He dealt with his feet. Now he's talking about his hands. And he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying I'm not even worthy to unlatch the message and the gospel, and I'm certainly not worthy to raise a hand to him. But when his fan is in his hand, and when he has the authority to go places that I submit him to go to, he will quit, he will burn up the chaff in my life with unquenchable fire. Mm. 
<laughs> Something that happened when there was a marriage, a husband and a wife, and the husband would pass. The lady who without a spouse now, without a future, without lands, the husband or the brother of her late husband would submit to take him on, take her on as a wife. And in that place of submission, in that time of submission, there would be an exchange of a shoe. And if that brother would not submit his shoe, Bible says the family would line up, spit in his face. Hmm. Sounds a lot like the world who spit in the face of Jesus. When all he was trying to do was mediate. All he was trying to do is go between you and the judgment of sure sin. He was trying to do something great. And all we want to do is judge him for what he's trying to do. So what would happen in that exchange? Everything that that widow would have, that new husband, that brother of her ex or the brother of her lost uh, her her late husband would come under his authority many of us in this room you may feel like you're a widow spiritually and you have no place to call home in the master's house you feel lost you feel undone you feel like this world has wrapped you up so tight that you can't hardly identify with God because it seems so far away. I'm here to tell you today, my God has the authority to step into your life if you submit to Him. Jeremiah chapter number 7. Jeremiah chapter number 7. Word, verse number one, the word that came to Jerusalem from the Lord saying, stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim there this word and say, hear the word of the Lord, all ye of Judah that enter into these gates to worship the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, amend your ways and your doings and I will cause you to dwell in this place. In other words, if you repent, you'll be allowed to walk. I will allow you this land if you repent. Trust ye not in lying words, saying the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord are these. For if ye truly amend your ways, sounds like David, and your doings, if you truly execute judgment between a man and his neighbor, Sounds like interceding. If you oppress not the stranger, the fatherless, the widow, and shed not innocent blood in this place, neither walk after the gods to, to your hurt, then will I cause you to dwell in this place, in a land that I gave to your fathers forever and ever. In other words, you're going to go to places you never thought you could go if you submit yourself back to the authority. Okay, we're getting somewhere. Behold, you trust in lying words that cannot profit. The Bible teaches us that the devil is a liar and a father of all of them. 
I'm here to tell you the devil is trying to deceive people within the church and, and deceive people in the world to keep you from understanding what God wants to do for you on your behalf. He says, while you steal, murder, and commit adultery, and swear falsely, and burn incense unto Baal, and walk after other gods whom ye know not, and come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say, we are delivered to do all these abominations in this house, which is called by my name, become a den of robbers in your eyes. Behold, I'm getting somewhere, even I have seen it, saith the Lord. Verse number 12, but go ye now unto my place, which is in Shiloh, where I set my name at the first, and see that I uh, see what I did to it for the wickedness of my people. And now, because ye have done all these works, saith the Lord, I spake unto you, rising up early and speaking, but ye heard not. I called you, but ye answered not. Therefore will I do unto this house, which is called by my name, wherein ye trust, and unto this place which I gave to you and to your followers, as I have done to Shiloh. I will cast you out of my... It's about to get real in here. I will cast you out of my sight, as I have cast out all your brethren, even the whole seed of Ephraim. Therefore pray not thou for this people. He's talking to Jeremiah. Neither lift up cry nor prayer for them. Neither make intercession to me, for I will not hear thee. Seest thou not what they do in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? The children gather wood and the fathers kindle the fire and the women knead their dough to make cakes to the queen of heaven and to pour out drink offerings unto the gods that they may provoke me to anger. Do they provoke me to anger? Saith the Lord, do they not provoke themselves to the confusion of their own faces? Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, behold, mine anger and my fury shall be poured out upon this place, upon man and upon beast, upon trees of the field and upon the fruit of the ground, and it shall burn and shall not be quenched. I wonder if John the Baptist was thinking of the Old Testament writers and said, ah, I gotta submit to a God. I gotta submit to a man that has all authority to change my surroundings, to change where I walk, to change my past and change my future. He was John the Baptist in Matthew chapter number 3, if you want to turn there again with me, he had an understanding. I wonder if he was thinking about the Old Testament prophets. I wonder if he was thinking about the Old Testament writers and said, Lord, I do not want to surrender my life to anything else. I, I don't, I'm tired of this up and down motion. I'm tired of you moving your hand and submitting your hand and, 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 and me just being wishy-washy and I'm tired of, of, of just going through the motions. I'm tired of going to church on Sunday but losing myself to the world on Monday. I'm tired of listening to the word and not being a doer of the word. I'm tired of all this up and down in this world. I'm tired of being subject to this world. Now I'm going to submit myself to an authority that is greater than I. Hmm. Timothy. First Timothy, we'll get there in a moment again, but 
when John the Baptist began to preach that message, I indeed, he had a little bit of authority in his voice. He had a little bit of a, 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 a mind made up, if you will. He had a little bit of resolve in his spirit. He had a little bit of a, a revelation in his footsteps. He had a little bit of gumption in his life because he was in a wilderness and he got away with God. He got away with his presence and said, I, Lord, speak to me. I don't care if I'm wearing the newest brand. I, I don't care if my hair is done just right. I don't care what people think about me. I don't care where you take me. I don't care where you lead me. All I want to do is submit to your power and submit to your authority. I'm tired, Lord, of praying church. I'm tired, God, of just going through the motions. I'm tired, God, of just showing up and saying I'm a Christian. I want to walk by faith and not by sight. I want to walk with the goodness of Jesus. Uh, there's there's no room for just ordinary Christians in heaven. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to preach it. There is no room for ordinary Christians in heaven. I do not identify myself necessarily. And, 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 and just understand me. I don't, I don't identify my, myself as a Pentecostal. I don't necessarily identify myself as an apostolic. I don't identify myself as a Christian. I don't identify myself first by saying I go to Lifeway Apostolic Church. I, I want to identify myself with Jesus Christ and, and His Word. And no matter, matter where the Word leads me, that's what I'm going to trust. It's not about the name that's on the door. It's about the name that's upon the heart. It's Come on, I want somebody to preach with me right now. It's not about, it's not about an organization. It's not about some name that we put up on a sign. It's about Jesus Christ and him crucified. It's about him rendering the fleshly heart from the stony heart. It's about living for Jesus. It's about doing his will. It's about taking off my shoes and saying, Lord, I submit my land to you. When the writer says, not my will, but thy will be done. He said, my land is now your land. My home is now your home. My family is now your family. In other words, he was saying, your ways are above my ways. Your thoughts are beyond my thoughts. He says, your understanding is greater than my understanding. I submit where I used to walk with my own shoes. I submit where these feet used to go. And now I submit to where your feet want to go. <laughs> You see, God wants to intercede right now and wants to go places in your life that you're not prepared for him to go. God wants to walk in your land and wants to take dominion over your life in places that you don't want him to see or go. It's like walking on a piece of property and you're trying to sell a piece of property and you try to be the one to don't look at this part. <laughs> 
They may not buy this piece of property if they see this part. Some of y'all sold houses. There's always that one place in the house that you hope they really don't see. The closet that you hope they don't open the door to. The, the, the dark place that you try to shun them from. You turn on the lights and you want to you chart their course to the place that you think would be the best selling points of your house. And that's what we want to do to God. Lord, look at this thing that I do. Look at this place that I've done. Look at these good things that I've done. But Lord says, hold on a second. I want access to all of you. I want access to every place. I want access to the full land. I want access to the the places you don't want me to go. All right, Lord. Just like Ruth, when she submitted to Boaz, everything that I have is now yours. I'm subject to you. There are things, and y'all know exactly what I'm talking about, and some of you have already identified identified places you do not want God to go in your life. But Jesus died on the cross for all. Everybody say, for all. He didn't just die on the cross just for each and every one of us. He died on the cross for all of you. My head, my heart, my feet, my eyes, my ears, this crazy hard head sometimes. He died for my head. He wants to be the mediator in it all. He wants to intercede in it all. He wants to take claim to it all. So we're going to pray here in just a moment. You don't have to come and take your shoes off. I don't think you have enough Lysol in here right now. I don't know. You already got your shoes off. It's prophetic. Both of you got your shoes off already. What did you say? What did you say? She said, these heels are uncomfortable. (laughs) That'll preach right there. Sometimes when I walk in the house, the first thing I do, I want to walk on that nice carpet Brother Haskins put in our house. I love walking in my office, brother, with my shoes off. That nice, comfortable carpet. I'm glad this is not on video. I got some pretty socks on today. I had no intention to take off my shoes today. But sometimes these worldly shoes get uncomfortable. Thank you, Kaylee. Because why do ladies wear heels to look what? What man can add one cubit to his stature? I got a scripture for everything. (laughs) Why do we wear the clothes that we wear? Why do we wear the shoes that you wear to look nicer? To allow people to look at us in a different fashion. 
Why do we take selfies? So let everybody else know how cute you look. You see that what this world does, it'll flat wear you out to the place that where you have to take those shoes off because you're just done with it. That's the attitude that we gotta have and say, Lord, I'm done. So God, today I'm done with the world. And today I'm going to surrender territory to you. I'm going to, yeah. The things that I hid from you, even though you can still see it, that I thought I was hiding from you, I'm going to allow you access to those places. And I'm going to be like John the Baptist. I'm not worthy to even unlatch your shoes when you step into that territory. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not worthy to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not worthy, Lord, that you would die for me, that you would want to walk with me. Who am I that you are mindful of me? But the Lord looks down upon us when we pray that prayer, and He says. You are created in my image. And I want to have a relationship with you. And what happens is the beautiful thing. When we open up our life completely to Him, and He begins to walk in the territory that we once hid from Him, we begin to see Him in a new light. We begin to see Him as a friend that sticketh closer than our brother. I see him as the lily of the valley. I see him as the bright and morning star. I see him as the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. I see him as a heavy load sharer. I see him of one that when he begins to step into my life with authority, he has a fan in his hand and he will begin to thoroughly purge the floor and gather up wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. In other words, he goes through my life and he begins to clean out all the things. <laughs> Lord, I give you authority to come in with a fan and begin to purge my floors. Ha. I submit my talents to you today, Jesus, because sometimes my talents get abused because there's pride. Lord, I put restrictions on my family because these are the things that I, but the Lord says, hold on, let me take care of that. Because now your territory is my territory. There's not going to be any more hatred in this family. The Lord begins to walk into your life. He said, there's not going to be any more jealousy in this family. There's not going to be any more one-sided things in this family. There's not going to be, there's going to be mercy now in this family. There's going to be joy in this household. There's going to be goodness in this place. There's going to be respect for one another in this. Because when we allow God to walk into our life and we say, God, the door is open. 
take this territory and use it for your glory. Let's stand together right now. Hear this, pastor, today. I pray for you and I intercede for you. And I pray that God, you would allow God access in your life. Let me be the first to say, I give God supreme access to this church. Pastor is not the authority. God is the authority. I'm just a 43-year-old man who can make a, make a muck of things. That's why I go to the Lord in prayer and say, God, what are you telling me to tell the church? He said, I'll tell you at the appointed time. And I just got to walk in faith and say, God, speak to me. Speak to me. And he told me yesterday, you need to tell them that I have interceded for them. And I want access to their life so that I can build a church. So I can build a people who are called by my name. But I need people that will humble themselves and pray. And seek my face. 2 Chronicles 7, 14, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will intercede and forgive their sin. I will forgive their sin and will heal In other words, I will go to the places that you give me access to and I will heal that land. I will go and heal your addiction. I will heal your pride. Instead of hurt, I'll give you joy. Instead of brokenness, I give you peace. Because when I step on the land, I have all power. And heaven and earth belongs to me. And when God heals their land, 2 Chronicles 7, 15 says, Now mine eyes are open. And my ears are attentive unto the prayer that is made in this place. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever. And mine eyes and my heart shall be there, and I love this word, perpetually. I said perpetually. That tells me when you're done praying today, you believe that God has done a perpetual work. When you walk out that door, God's not done with you. Come on, son. When God walk, when you walk out that door, God's not done. I'm gonna say it again. Because some of us walk out of this place afraid of what the devil's gonna do. That dude has no authority to walk on my land if I don't give it to him. We submit our shoe to the Lord. We walk out to this world and submit the very same thing to this world. No devil you ain't got no right because I've surrendered this to the Lord 
So he's standing on the outskirts of your territory, screaming and hollering and making all kinds of noise. You go ahead and make all the noise you want. Get behind me, Satan. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And let me remind you about your future. And I'm going to remind you about my future. I'm a child of God. So let's raise our hands in this place right now. And if you need to surrender anything, surrender it to the Lord Jesus Christ. Give him grand access right now. Come on, give him access right now. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in this room right now. Jesus, you gave all, so I'm going to give all. This altar is open right now. This altar is open. I think it needs to be a step of faith, a walk of faith right now. Come on, there needs to be a walk of faith. It says, God, (laughs) this is a walk of surrender. This is a walk walk of submission right now to your name. This is... uh, some of you think it's a walk of shame. It is not a walk of shame. It's a walk of victory. You say, Pastor, I've walked around this wall for seven days or seven years. The Bible says walk again. Come on, walk, walk again in the name of Jesus Christ. Surrender your life to the Lord. Let Him do a perfect work in you, which He has already started. in the name of Jesus come on in the name of Jesus come on pray like David prayed purge me with this simple God make me as white as snow let my heart be sorrow, no more pain. Oh, I want to allow you to you my territory to be submitted to you today, Jesus. I surrender. Make it all clean. Let's seek God. Let's seek the Lord while he may be found. 
Somebody needs to be like John the Baptist says, I'm not worthy, but oh, thank you, Jesus. Come on, throw those gates wide open. Come on, throw those gates wide open. Come on, open that heart wide open right now. And the Lord, let the Lord make intercession right now. There's a war going on right now for territory. I feel the fight and the power of the Holy Ghost right now. The Lord has his fan in his hand. He's washing. He's clearing the threshing floor. He's separating the wheat from the chaff. Oh, and while he's doing that, I say, I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. I thank you, Lord for loving me so much that you'll come into my land. I love you so much that you'll come into my life and make things right. You'll sweep into my spirit and you'll make things new. Oh God, you touch the hurt, touch the pain, touch the sin. Wash me in whiter than snow. Lord's still walking in your land right now. Come on, let him gain access to it all. Come on, think about what, where you want the Lord to go and allow him to sweep into your life. Maybe you need healing in your body and you've been thinking that God can't do it, but he's got power and healing in his hand and he has the authority to do it. So let him walk into the place that hurts the most in your life. Let him walk to the place where there's most pain and let him sweep down and say, oh, loving child of mine, there is more power in one finger, more power in than one word than in my name and upon my lips than anything in this world. So he can just say with one word, 
Say it with one touch. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you would like to know more information about our church, please check us out on Facebook at Lifeway Apostolic Church. May God richly bless you.